It's playoff time, baby. Welcome to another episode of the Virtual Ball Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Matt. I have decided I will write the new Star Wars. Okay, so what's up? How you do it? Okay, so uh, episodes 10, 11, and 12, that's the next ones, right? So uh, they're going to be released in reverse order. Okay. Kind of like kind of like memento-style filmmaking, where you I get was, the ending, you get say, the ending yes. of the series. Yeah. And then you get the like a little backstory for that, and then some backstory before that. Could you go like full memento, where it's like you you go back and forth between the start and the end, and like then you just kind of work your way into the middle? Like that's how. See, that would how... that would be a little harder, just because it would be like, um, like you'd have to release like part of twelve, and then part of ten, and then part of eleven. Where I think it would just be a little bit easier to just do twelve, eleven, ten. Okay, I, I I see what you mean. So like it, it's gonna play out, um, it's gonna play out like you're you're the it's like the start of the end, and then you see the ending in the very first episode that we see, and then it's the beginning. We end like right before the middle, essentially. Yes. Yes. Welcome everyone to the Virtual Ball Boys podcast. Um, and we... to please as many people as possible. It's gonna star Baby Yoda. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you had to. You had to go on the analytics on that front. Um, welcome, welcome everyone. It is it is now playoff time? Uh, with the uh, it wild card round is officially here. Um, it is really we're in. Uh, we're now all in. It's gonna. We're really excited to see what ends up happening. Uh, from here on out, um, you know we we've had a long regular season, but this looks like it's going to be a great playoff race with a lot of great matchups. Um, I think every single game, I, I think from here on out is good. I, I I don't think I see a dud right now. You know, you never know, but it's it's going to be really interesting, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, the but the first thing that we want to touch upon, uh, there's a lot of news that happened over the course of the last few days, a lot of changes within uh, the organizations that did not make the playoffs, uh, and I think it's worth starting on the team that many people thought was going to do a lot better than they did, and that was the Cleveland Browns, where they hired in the offseason Freddie Kitchens they felt like he would be the guy uh that after you know being recommended by Baker Mayfield to to take the head coaching position you know was very much liked by by Mayfield felt like that could be a good thing for his growth and the good thing for the growth of the organization to have someone in-house that they hire even though he did not have the you know the head coaching experience um but and they, they got so much talent. They loaded up on all this talent uh, in this in the off season, and a lot of people thought they would be at least playoff bound. Uh, they would go on to go six and ten, doing even worse than last year, despite the fact that 
arguably their talent was much better this year than it was last year. And it has resulted in Kitchens being one and done. He is no longer the head coach of the Browns. And on top of that, the guy that brought in all that talent, John Dorsey, has also, uh, well, I guess more so, they mutually agreed to part ways uh, after uh, they, he refused to take a more uh, smaller role in the front office management. So what what do you think about all this, uh, it, Mr. Mr. Matt? It's amazing that we started this year with such high hopes for the Browns. And by the end of the year, they're the exact same Browns team that we've that we've come to know from the two decades now that they've been in existence. Mm-hmm. I was I was hopeful, Cleveland, that you had something. Everyone was, and then it just it this this team is cursed, Chris. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's unfortunate, but. I don't know what needs to be done in order to get this organization on track, but this head coaching search and now I guess GM search is going to be kind of big, kind of important. Yeah, um, they've had they've not had a winning season in uh, in this decade. They they, they have nope. gone the decade without winning record, and they are now they they. Basically, they're looking for they're focusing on the head coaching search, and then they're gonna probably hire a general manager uh, based off of their head coaching, uh, you know, head coaching search and based off who they find. Uh, and they might do a situation like they have with New England, where the head coach is the one that's in charge of personnel, like just go on full in on the head coach, like that, that's the leader of the organization leader on the field and off in terms of uh, personnel evaluation and all that um there but it is it is surreal it is surreal to kind of think about when, when you look about at the browns it was like they had it all it felt like you know going into the season they it felt like a team just destined to do so well and we walk away from it no head coach no gm you know, we question if Baker Mayfield's going to be a feature. We question about a lot of things on the roster, from the offensive line uh, to some things on defense. What you know, what's the future for Miles Garrett? Is he even going to be back Week One after his you know ridiculous thing that he did? You know, will he be suspended even more? You know, who knows? This is a situation that has grown toxic, and it is the same old Browns, and it's it's upsetting for Browns fans. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are want the Haslands to just sell the team and look for something new. Yeah, um, because that's where we're at at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big firing that happened this week: the New York Giants have parted ways with Pat Shermer after a few years at the helm. Since uh, this is your team, I really want your just like personal opinion on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so. They they parted ways and they're gonna keep Dave Gellman, uh, who's been the general manager for now as well for a few years, um, as well. I what I really did not have a huge issue with Shermer. I but I also felt like since the beginning, since the moment he was hired, 
I didn't think it was going to last. Not that he's a terrible coach or anything. I just think that he doesn't... I don't think that he's fit to be a head coach. You know, I think that he has been an offensive coordinator and has a lot of success on that front. He does not really needed to be, you know, a take on the next step. I know he probably wants to, but it's just, it's not feasible with him. Um, and the, you know, the 9-23 and record kind of reflects that. But I think also what is a reflection on the Giants is the fact that they have not done a good job uh, planning for the future. They have not done a good job with who they've drafted. They have not done a good job with, you know, really building necessary talent on this team. And Saquon Barkley could definitely do well for this team. And so can Daniel Jones. And that's something that Dave Gellman could get, be given credit to. But there is as much as he tries to put into the offensive line, which they haven't really done a ton, but that is still an issue for this team. And then there is one side of the football that has been completely and utterly just abysmal this year, and that was the defense from front to front, from front to back. Like it's not good, and they need to they need to do something about that. I was why why I was hoping they would get Chase Young. I don't think that's going to happen now. But this is this is something that needs to, that something drastic needs to happen in order for this team to get the necessary talent in order to compete and i just don't see it happening with the roster they, as it stands right now they need to do more um like i think in free agents especially because if, if they like depend whether or not they draft well which they haven't really drafted well and i think that uh past couple years with saquon and daniel jones daniel jones will be fine and saquon's going to be great but you can't just rely on the players you get from that. And free mm-hmm. agent signings like Golden Tate are yeah. not the are not the level of talent that you need to bring this to bring this team to a like to a level that you want it to be. Yeah. Like I think they expect to win win next year, but they need they need to they need to sign people and that but, but it's also but it's also why I think a lot of Giants fans are frustrated at the moment. Like I'm willing to give Dave Gilman another year, but I I've been frustrated with him, you know, since back when when he was like trying to you know put Eli Manning on a pedestal for whatever reason and keep him as the starter, even though we knew that he was going to be benched, so he need we needed a new guy. And why it was, I still, th- I, I would still stand by the fact that, like, I, I understand that the, that, I, I understand now that the toxicity of the situation was not going to be resolved and that everyone, it was best for all, all sides to part ways. But I really wonder how different things would be if they could have resolved something with Odell Beckham. And I know Odell did not have a great year, but that was, a lot of that was because Baker Sports didn't have center, a good yeah. year. And, and Baker didn't have a good year. Right, and it, it was a it was a mix of a lot of different things for him. So, I I am I really wonder, and I I hope that that the personnel that around Dave Gellman, maybe that he maybe he could try new people on that front, and just and just if you really want this team to compete and win next year, you have to really build the talent around Jones and you have to protect him and you need to get people that can go after the other team. Because again, down the stretch, it was just abysmal all around. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like this idea that we're going to franchise tag Leonard Williams. I, he's, he's a fine player, but he's not an amazing player. Either extend him for whatever money you think you can, whatever money that you think is feasible or just get, just, 
get rid of him because he's not a franchise defensive lineman. I so there's a, there's a lot of issues, uh, but we can move on. It's just the Giants. I I. I is all the way and see, and I'm hoping they can find someone. I want someone with experience. I, I want someone. I want a head coach that has done it before. I, why I wanted Rod Rivera, which is speaking of which, uh, let's talk about the <laughs> uh, the Washington football team. Yes, um, they they fired their coach very early in the year. Uh, Jay yeah. Gruden was let go, um, so they kind of they kind of have had a little bit of a head start of of sorts in terms of head coach changes mm-hmm. um but they were also the first ones to get a coach for next year right um and they chose ron rivera who i knew as soon as ron rivera was let go i knew that he was going to get a uh uh he was going to get a head coaching um position somewhere just because of how well he's talked about mm. as a coach um and i'm just a little disappointed that it's washington because I don't like Washington as an organization. Well, I I think it, it's 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 toxic. It's it's a toxic yep. Redskins you know team that with Ron Rivera it's like, I, I you know I feel like Ron Rivera is not really that toxic. He seems like a nope. nice guy, and yeah. I, you know I'm just a little surprised that he chose to go down that route. Um, maybe like I, maybe the letting go of uh, Bryce or Bruce Allen had Bruce something Allen, to do with yeah. that. Bruce Allen the the. Um, the head of football operations or yeah. something president yeah so Bru- uh, bruce allen it's been this has been something that has been going on for years that it's been it was almost like a frequent chant that the washington fans have been you know waiting for they've been wanting bruce allen to go and there's oh there's been horror stories being told behind the scenes about how bruce allen runs the organization it's not pretty and he he's not he it's very much like his way or the highway he's very does not not a good personality and just not you know he's just does was not someone that was well liked um in or out and you know dan schneider i think the only reason why he kept him around was because you know he has his the hierarchy um or the what do you want to call it the family tree i guess yeah with him like his 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 coat his father George Allen was a pro football hall of famer, you know? So, you know, the, and I think that there is kind of like something that to hold on to, like, Oh, I, we're, we're, this is, you know, football is, you know, that, that he has football in his blood. So we're going to keep him around. Cause you know, that's going to work out. No, it didn't work out no, and didn't work out. Yeah. And so ultimately he got fired. And now the question is like, Ron Rivera is going to come in. Who is he going to have as, like, who's he going to report to? Will he be able to bring someone that he likes uh, with him? Yeah. Um, or is it going to be... Which, which he did, I think, pretty well, getting uh, Jack Del Rio as de- uh, defensive coordinator. I, I, yeah, I saw, I, I, I like did that. see something like that. Uh, I, I like that, I like that pairing a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that it will, it will, it, it is a strong pair that can help bolster a team that has been the like scraping the bottom of the barrel for so long yeah it's a good defense it's oh it has been like there's a lot of talent Mm. there uh 
big question though is uh, just a GM who's going to be the offensive coordinator like I yeah. who's going to be the one to, to groom Dwayne Haskins is this someone that could be a franchise player for the team um so I I've as much as I'm disappointed that Rivera went down their path maybe he could turn that organization into something good I, I don't know yep. I you, you kind of root for him on it that won't front. be until they change the name but at least like of course you will be, you'll you won't have to like sell your tickets for three dollars yeah absolutely um other other uh news items uh the cowboys i so so just to be clear we're recording this on wednesday i think i'm still gonna end up putting this out on friday um or i don't know i might do it thursday i have to see kind of the timeline here but um it's as of this moment right now jason garrett still has a job that's supposedly not gonna be the case for too much longer so I guess my question is what is taking so long? Why is why is it that Jerry Jones wants to drag this out? Because Could... Jerry Jones is an idiot who doesn't know how to run a football organization. Well, I also think that he I think that he's, you know, into the, the dramatics and I think the whole yeah. situation is is he wants to drag it out for as long as long as possible to see if it, if things could you know, could, you know, maybe, like, he's going to do all this, he's going to drag it out just to be, like, so that way people are constantly talking about it, like, oh, why is he not going to let go of Jason Garrett yet, you know? And so yep. what, he's kind of, like, thrust the organization into the conversation. In in the case, though, that Jason Garrett gets fired, which we think is going to happen, who is, who would you think would be, like, because... I fully expect it to be a clown show in many ways, whether for the good or the bad, but it's going to be like, he's going to pull in candidates that like we would never expect. Like it is the, the cowboy situation is going to be the one that I think any coach would want to take on. Who like, what is like, who's like the, the, what that person that you think could just all of a sudden just come in and, and like just, shock the world like oh my Bill god Bill Belichick just... oh my god <laughs> no absolutely not um I don't know I think that um uh especially like from an offensive standpoint like uh Eric Bellamy and Greg Roman would be um too too uh too high highly sought after and they're mm-hmm. definitely highly sought after anyways for the open ones um sure uh but I think I think that that is going to be very appealing to work with uh, Dak and Zeke and Amari, <clears throat> even though there's a good chance that Amari won't be on on the team, and Dak might not either, within a couple of years because they haven't gotten new contracts yet and they paid out the ass for Zeke. Right, uh, and I mean they they they're gonna probably try to. to to sign Dak, I don't think that Amari though is gonna be paid. Just considering the fact that he was a little bit uh, disappearing here and there near the, down the stretch. Yep. I, 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 it, I, it definitely those candidates make sense because I think those are like those are people that are definitely candidates. I was thinking like Urban Meyer, like someone like they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna do try to coax like a crazy like college coach like to end up taking over the organization like like in Riley, you know, or they they could. Imagine that they pull like Nick Saban out of Alabama. Like they, they I feel like they're gonna do something absolutely ridiculous because that's the cowboy way. Um, it just feels like to try to you know win. win do something ridiculous, and then when it doesn't work out, be extremely stubborn about it. 
Oh yeah, well, like, and that's kind of like you know it'll be it'll probably be another decade before our next head coaching you know Cowboys head coaching search at yeah. the very least because it just they just hold on for dear life. There's like um, there's like the Steelers in terms of holding on to their head coach where their head coaches have been really good and they just stick with them for a really long time. Like Tomlin's been the coach for a really long time for the Steelers, mm-hmm. and then there's the Cowboy way, which is not making good decisions and being stubborn about it when. The thing that your head coach is known most for is clapping. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that all ends up playing out for them. Jaguars are keeping their head coach. I'm and actually Jeremy surprised Major. about that, just uh, because of how, yeah. um, like, it's the especially with the uh, NFLPA uh, uh, heavy criticism and lo- was it was it a lawsuit? Uh, not necessarily a lawsuit. It was more of like, it was like findings that the NFLPA, they found that, that the Jaguars were just not a well-run organization. Yeah. Um, under Tom Coughlin. Right. So I, I was kind of like expecting them to go like just the organization, the ownership to be like, all right, let's, let's start over. But yeah, Shad Khan did, decided not to do that. I I mean I think that that what's what's happening is that Tom Coughlin you know was I think people looked at him as like the brood of all evil when it came to the Jaguars and maybe their issues and a lot of players have at, from Jacksonville kind of come out and said you know we don't we don't like him <laughs> you know we don't like what he's done uh, Jalen Ramsey famously of course not a big fan of Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just think that Doug Marone led this team to an AFC Championship game, and Dave Codwell had was one of the main reasons why the talent was there to go to the AFC Championship game back in 2016. Maybe they just think, you know, this core. Let's see what happens when we don't have it have someone idiotically running our organization like on that front. It looks like Shad Khan and Tony Khan are gonna be too, you know will be basically who is being reported to like the, the owners are going to be more invested in their team this year and not have Tom Coughlin running this running the show. Um, so maybe that, maybe that causes change. Who freaking knows? Um, yep. that's the Jaguars. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that really covers it. The Falcons, the keep it Dan Quinn after it felt like, uh, you know, the weeks and the weeks, bears, not good. the bears got rid of like their entire offensive court coaching staff. Mm hmm. Yep, uh, which too. is kind of a big deal, but not like not head coach level. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Mark Hel- Helfrich was the biggest name. I think that was yep, uh, fired there. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the Lions got rid of the special teams coordinator. And like, there's a few, there's coaching changes. You know, definitely on like the, you know, cat on the coordinator front and stuff. But no one else on the head coaching front. Which means if we do include the Cowboys in this, because again, we we're not too sure about what's happening at that moment. Um, know that the the head coach it, we only have five head coaching uh changes, which is kind of surprising because it's very surprising. We're kind we're is we've had for at least the last decade we've had at least like six coaches let go every single year at the minimum. Um, so just In not past, a lot of tuners. Past few, it's felt like eight. Oh no, like a it's, quarter of the league. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Been, it's been even bigger than that. Yeah, so it's is is definitely we're at a bigger level right now. 
um, in terms of, or, or, or rather, a smaller level of terms of the head the head coaching uh, changes. But hey, you know, I sometimes maybe not a ton of change is good if you feel like you're on the right path. And uh, to a lot of these organizations, they feel like they are. Um, so we'll keep you all uh, posted on that. We'll talk more about it next week. Um, yes. So with the conclusion of the regular season. That means our pick competition has come to an end, uh, and after a, I, 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 the last week, I believe it was we had four disagreements going in. Yep. Yeah. So I, I got three of those correct. Yep. And so uh, finished off eleven and five, and for how many weeks was it for nine and seven? Uh, this was the fourth in the fourth in a row that I finished nine and seven. Yeah, and so that uh, rep- 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 that I ended up getting six more points. You got one point. You lost your team. I-, I got my team chaos, so I didn't lose the guarantee, but you didn't get yours, so you got negative one for that. So you got one point for the week. And so the final standings, uh, I finished with a 155 to 100 picking record, uh, minus three qualifier, and finishing off with 52 points. And Matt, 150, 105, negative 5 qualifier, and 40 points. Um, and But it was close to the end, and yep. it was it was well fought all around. Uh, you did much better in the guarantees this this year than I did, 10-7 overall. I, went, I had a losing record with my guarantees, 89. Wow. Uh, Team Chaos, I ended up going 6-11. When it was all said and done, you ended up going two and fifteen on the team. Which chaos is weird because usually I like I'm really good with chaos. Yeah, it, it it was week nine and ten, and then nothing else. Yeah. In terms of the chaos front, um, in terms of picks per teams, uh, I sorted things out, and uh, I have the teams that we each did better in. I'll start with you, Matt. Okay. You had. You're, you did better with the Saints, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Jets, and the Chargers. Okay. Um, do you ha- do you have any specific record? Like, do you want to know a specific record for any of those I want to know the Titans. 11-5. and five. Okay. That is, you know what? I'm going to count that as a victory just with the, for the <laughs> fact that it was the Titans. It was no, I I yeah, yeah I went eight and eight. Like that was actually yeah. one of your bigger blowouts in terms Cause, of because the picks. like with how the Titans had been just historically with us, mm-hmm. we can't predict them. And then I got faith in them, and then they started like doing doing things. So yeah, yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, very. It was really really good uh, on that front. Uh, for me, it was uh, and the Chargers. By the way, were ended up being my worst. I went six and ten. You ended oh. up going eight and eight on the on with the Chargers, um, for the oh we'll, we'll we'll actually get to you you your best ended up being Baltimore but we tied on that so that's why I did not bring it up, gotcha. uh, thirteen and three, um, for the rest, uh, the Patriots, Redskins, Bengals, Rams, Steelers, Bills. Giants, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Vikings, Panthers, and Colts were my group. I think the okay. one I'm most surprised about, um, I don't know. I I guess I guess 
I don't know. I I I think the the Rams were a little surprising the go twelve and four because I just felt like they were so all over the place. But maybe I just I had a good read on that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, but and it, Colts ended up being your worst with six. You went six and ten with the Colts. I of went eight and eight on that one. Um, and uh, my I tied the with the with the Ravens. I tied. Uh, with the Patriots as well. Those were the two teams that I did the best on with 13, a 13, three record. Uh, and as for the ties, we, we basically across the board did, uh, were equal on the Ravens, chiefs, lions, bears, uh, Broncos, Texans, Niners, Cowboys, Packers, Seahawks, uh, Raiders and Falcons. Is there any other team that you're curious about how you ended up doing? Not really. Um, yeah, yeah it's 10, six. You went with the bears um, okay, that seems about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm I, I'm very surprised, I think, with for me, was which the Chargers just... Maybe because cause I, had, I had faith that the Chargers would maybe finally turn it around and just never mm-hmm. did. That's the only thing I could think about in terms of how bad I did there. But um, we, I, the only one that we both got a losing record on was the Falcons, 7-9. Of nine. course. Falcons was that we both we that was our our collectively our worst even though yeah. we had individually we had our own uh, worst ones, mm-hmm. um so that's that's and how it ended up how that all ended up uh, playing out there, um the dead rising segments that we did earlier in the year, uh the Titans were one of the teams that we resurrected, and they ended up making the playoffs they made the playoffs yep. And everyone else, the Raiders and the Cardinals did not make it. Those are the other two. But yeah, the rest of them, we were. It was close. The Steelers almost made it, but we all the teams that we killed were out of the playoffs. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, like we we did we we did really good on 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 making sure that we we had a good, you know, that we, we knew Early which teams would not grasp. make it. Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Which, which teams were playoff bound and which ones weren't. Yeah, and, and we even, we even, when we did the Dead Rising thing, we had, we did end up putting some more teams in the grave and all those teams were rightful, were, we were right about. So, yep. very good job all around. Uh, I, forget, I I have to double check. I think that we collectively didn't do, we, we like, we were only like a little bit off of our records from last year for the regular season. Um, but I think overall, you know, we still did really well. Uh, we we're getting them right, and that's what <laughs> that's yeah. what matters. We're, I think we're my doing goal, well my my biggest goal for next year is to get uh get under a hundred uh misses. Yeah, I mean, you you and I both did it last year. I think. Okay. I think it, yeah. Okay. In that case, in that case, I want to get to one sixty correct picks. Yeah, there you go. Um. Yes, I'm all right. I actually have it up here. One fifty six. Cool. You you went one fifty six ninety eight in the regular season last year, and I went one fifty five ninety nine in the regular season last year. Gotcha. Uh, some of that was also helped by the fact that there is two ties instead of just one. Yep. Um, last year, so that that kind of helped us get under the uh one hundred losses. But uh, even that, even with that being said, like it, we we did uh, we did very well. And uh, yes. It was a chaotic year, you know, which it usually it is. But you know, that's just kind of what happens uh, with this. Uh, but yeah, 
a lot of fun, always is, and we're going to keep on doing our picks, but it's going to be separate from the competition aspect of it. I mean, it's going to be its own separate competition, I should say, yeah. uh, as we go into the playoffs. Playoffs! The playoffs are here. Um, it, it's interesting, because usually you have like one or two rematches, only one rematch from the regular season. Everything else, there is some sort of, you know, vengeance act, uh, like aspect of these uh, games and we're going to start off with bills at texans get us started on this one uh so bills at texans texans are the division winner um of the afc south the bills are one of the wildcard teams uh bills have had a pretty up year compared to what they're usually used to and have kind of played toe-to-toe with a lot of the uh a lot of the top teams but have had instances where they've kind of faltered. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Texans have been extremely strong in some scenarios and extremely weak in others, um, specifically following this very strange win-win-loss pattern um, that could continue throughout to the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. I think it will, not because of the pattern, but because I think the Texans are the better team here. Yeah. Bill O'Brien does not have a good playoff record. However, neither do the Bills. Um, sure. So, uh, I think the Texans are gonna uh, are gonna be able to to take this one. I really like Deshaun Watson and the Texans' offense as a whole, and the defense will be able to do enough to stop the Bills. Yeah, let's talk about the game a little bit because, sure. um, you know. When, at least for me, when I look at the Texans, they are at the bottom of the league in defensive metrics. Uh, they are, you know, they're thirty first. Like I, I, I'm gonna like it's whole like thirty first or thirty second in total defense overall. Ah. part of it was not having JJ Watt, and he may come back for this game. In fact, I think he will. The big thing though with him is that he's coming off a torn pec injury, so that's that's something that he, that he has to watch for. Um. I mean, you do have some good good players. Like the linebacking core is pretty good. You know, Whitney Merciless, you know, continues to play pretty well. Uh, but overall, this team has has struggled uh, with with really holding teams out of this in the red zone. Especially, they've had trouble uh, with keeping teams out of the uh, out of the end zone. Um, but they, but and on the Bills side, it's kind of the opposite situation where you have a defense that has played it very well and it comes a lot of it comes from the secondary Jadavius white the league's interception leader and potentially in a, a you know will be on the all pro team uh he's been one of the best corners in the league uh and the secondary as a whole has done a good job shutting down receiving cores um now what do you think about the offenses in this matchup okay so the offenses um the the uh, Texans have have a much, much more well-rounded one, sure. um, especially with uh, Deshaun Watson at quarterback and DeAndre Hopkins as wide receiver with the other wide receivers kind of stepping up whenever they need to, but not very consistently um, with a with a couple of run- good running backs and uh, a offensive line that still isn't the strongest. But since adding Laramie Tunzel has gotten has gotten much better. Absolutely. Where Buffalo has uh, has Josh Allen, who is playing pretty well at quarterback, uh, rookie running back in Devin Singletary, and some receivers who can catch balls from Josh Allen when needed. 
Hmm. Um, so it's it, it. I think I think Houston definitely has a better offense in this case, but sure. but Buffalo's isn't bad. No, it, it, it's and what helps with the Bills is that they've had have been able to run. Uh, Josh Allen's been able to run the ball. And, and that's kind of helped things. Like he's been kind of the dual threat guy that you know they're able to use. What I'm concerned about with Buffalo is you know the lack of playoff experience is certainly a, a part of it. I mean they they were there two years ago with Jaguars. But they Jacksonville. scored three points on the Jaguars. Yeah, that was of course with Tyrod Taylor, and that was that was without as good of a defense as they have had this year, um, and. And they they kind of were accidentally in that situation. This yeah. is a lot different. <laughs> um, you know, this is it, it, and this is only their second playoff appearance since 1999. You know, it's kind of yeah. it's it's kind it's still surreal to think about that. So the lack of playoff experience is definitely a factor. And I do, you know, of course, Josh Allen. You know, as good as he's played, you have a lot of questions on that front. And the Texans, they, the Texans have played well. Um, you know, but it, it's it is weird. Like there is a pattern with them that they they do well for two games and then they lose. They do well for another two games and then they lose. So it's it it's constantly it's a topsy turvy team that we just don't know how consistent they can be going into a matchup like this. So, uh, you you say you're sticking by the Texans right now. I'm still staying with Houston. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm go. I'll defer. I'll do the Bills. I think that. Okay. I, I think that the I think Buffalo has I I've I've doubted Buffalo a lot in you know this season and I think that I I really want I re- really wanted to see this team you know I would love them to move on to the next round they they I think uh, everyone has like the longest playoff winning drought um, I mean which again big reason was they haven't been to the playoffs since nineteen ninety nine until twenty sixteen um, so I. But I, I think about this team, and I think about how well the defense has been playing. I think that I could see where the Texans could be a little rusty right now. They're a little beat up. They got some rest last week. But Will Fuller has been on and off with injuries, and Deshaun Watson's a little bit beat up. DeAndre Hopkins is a little beat up. You know, they, there's too many injuries, and I just don't know if J.J. Watt... You don't usually come back with a torn pack for a season, and so no. I know he's a different animal. But that's I'm a little worried for him on that front. I don't know if it's gonna come through. I think that Sean McDermott has done such an excellent job. I think he's gonna pull through in this matchup. Okay. Next up, it was it was uh, it was close yeah. for me, but I oh just, no, I, yeah, I trust Houston a little bit more. No, I I completely understand. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Titans at the Patriots. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> what? what is happening here um last week yeah go ahead uh uh, no you can go uh last week the patriots had you know they 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 had an easy situation beat beat the dolphins of all teams just take care of them and you're you're into the divisional round yeah and what happened was just an amazing Ryan Fitzpatrick moment that we'll remember long after his retirement where he just puts the team on his back and him and Devontae Parker just had a monster day. What against... retirement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will he ever retire? That's true. Will he ever retire? Yeah. But is he's, he's single-handedly carried this team throughout the entire season almost with the exception of the few games that Josh Rosen started. And 
he really just he demolished a defense that we that like earlier in the year people were trying to put on the same level as the 85 bears and that has that 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 notion has been squandered for a few weeks now and it should be completely squandered now like stefan gilmore like the best defensive player on the patriots got completely burned by parker it (laughs) was insane it was an incredible performance a guy who by all metrics was considered a bust an nfl bust yeah before this year is the Patriots are at one of their lowest moments, and now they are forced to play in wildcard weekend, cannot even get healthy, in, in cannot even like rest, I should say. They now go to face a Titans team who got into the playoffs after beating the Texans soundly, of course, against backups, but they were they're able to play in this game, and they're Mike Rabel's playing his former team. And the last time these two teams played, Titans blew out the Patriots last year. I mean, this is insane. It's a wonderful matchup. <laughs> Let's compare the offenses, shall we? Yes, yes. So the New England offense has been struggling to find an identity all year. Namely with, uh, well, really with all of it. Brady can't find a number two receiver. And Edel- Edelman's been really consistent and really good, but... Without a number two, uh, the the offense isn't what you expect Brady to to have, mm-hmm. and it's weird. It, it's the the absence of Gronk is definitely a factor, but Gronk has been Gronk hasn't been like the most consistent here player the past few years either. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not anything new. Of Patriots don't have Gronkowski. It's Tom Brady not being able to find his find a rhythm. Maybe Chris Hogan was the answer, and you let him walk. But yeah, uh, like you bring in Muhammad Sanu doesn't work. Philip Dorsett at one point doesn't work. Your rookie Nikhil Harry, who is extremely touted, doesn't didn't work. Jacoby Myers, the other rookie, who kind of just came out of nowhere, hasn't been working. And then your run game isn't strong either. Michelle is not who he was in the postseason last year which you thought he was going to be this year. Um, James White is doing fine and can work as a receiver, but still still not enough to get this offense moving. And then Brady's played the worst that he's played in a long time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tennessee, start of the year, like as unpredictable as you, as you imagine Tennessee to be. And then they changed quarterbacks, and Ryan Tannehill is awesome. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill has yep. been playing amazingly. Derrick Henry has been has been great, and then the um, the the their rookie AJ rookie receiver AJ Brown has been lighting up the league and has like I think he's like something like the first um n- maybe not the first, but he got to he got to over a thousand receiving yards in under like eighty catches or something like that. Mm. It was either eighty or ninety, but like in it, an absurd, absurdly low number. Just because all of his all of his receptions are these long bomb passes. Yeah, that's incredible. It I... like there's it's weird saying this, but Tennessee's offense is by far and above better than New England's offense. Oh yeah, no, I I don't think there's a question at this point. The Titans' offense is much better. Derrick Henry yeah. too. I mean, it just. Derrick Henry was the ru- the the rushing leader. Yeah. Had the most rushing yards out of any other player. 
it, 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 it is insane. I, you know, it is shocking to say the least. Um, it, and when you look at the defenses, like that's the thing that I think that the Patriots are going to have to rely on in this. Uh, they, and I, I think they were burned big time against the Dolphins and that's just, it's a wild thing to even state, but the, they are still the more talented core, I think on, on their, on the Patriots team. And I, I, I do, they, I, I still think that there is a, a potential where they could try to shut things down. Cause that's what Bill Belichick has done in the past, where even if they, if the team has a really bad game, they're able to bounce back and they have the secondary playing again everything's good let's just say put everything in the context of with the exception of last week's game the yes. secondary has played out of its mind and it, they've they've absolutely shut down receivers as much as they can and they do have a nice pass rush but they the big thing that they've had trouble with the patriots is they haven't been able to stop the run like they're able to get off the quarterback and maybe shut down the receivers but they have not been able to stop the run and that's gonna be a huge struggle against derrick henry and this Titans team um, but the problem is for the Titans, their defense is not, has not played that well. Uh, they, their secondary has been beat up. They, you know, Malcolm Butler has not, you know, was injured in the middle of the season, has not been back. Uh, I believe is on IR actually. Um, and they, they have not been at a level where they've been, they, they've gone after the quarterback a little bit, but they have not done it consistently. Uh, and that's something that the Patriots are known for exposing on that front. So the, this, the Titans have been very much, the offense has been a huge and probably the main reason why that they've been able to win as many games and the defense, which had been good for the Titans maybe earlier in the season, just has not been at that same level down the stretch. So I would be worried a little bit with the Titans on that front. Uh, but it's going to be a close game. I, I I don't think this is going to be like a usual like Patriots first round of the playoffs blowout. I mean, obviously it's different because they're in the wild card weekend. They're in the wild card round, not yeah. the divisional round. Yeah, but it's so I but I, I just think generally I think it's going to be a, a a super close game. I I don't, I don't even want to say like if the Titans are going to the Titans come in here, like I I don't think they're going to blow out the Patriots either. I think it's going to be a close as close of a game as possible and i think this is why i think this game in particular is the hardest for me to pick what do you think this is by no means the hardest game for me to pick i'm going tennessee yeah, despite yeah. D- despite despite all of new england's like previous success and and the good defense the the titans have been on such a such a streak of success that i i can't i I can't see New England's offense doing much in this game, mm. doing enough to over to overcome what I what I believe the the Titans can do. And I really trust Tannehill, and I really trust Derrick Henry, and that's weird to say, but I trust them more than Brady, mm-hmm. and I tr- I trust the 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 Titans team as a whole. I think they have more to play for than the Patriots do. So, yeah, that's that's a weird no, that's a weird way to way to phrase that. I don't know what I was trying to say, but I don't want that like specific phrase, like on record that I said it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I, I I really think the Titans are the better team in this game. Um, I have to pick new England and it's just for the fact is you don't, 
No, I have to, because it, here's the thing. I, every single time I pick at, against the Patriots, with the exception of the Chiefs game earlier this year, I almost always get it wrong. I was picking against them constantly last playoffs, and they were all the way to win the championship. And I can't I can't do that again. I can't turn against this team. This, I really hope this year you are, like, broken free of your curse. It, 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 I, right i feel this is I, it's, it's, it's all it's all of our curse too you know yeah. <laughs> it is it is the curse of having to deal with this team consistently and i i i really think i i do think in my heart of hearts i think the titans can win this game and will win this game but i have to pick the patriots just because i can't turn against a team that they always are deceitful in their, you know, and how they play in the regular season, they don't play well, and then all of a sudden things just turn on in January, and they go on a run of a lifetime, and I'm just like, and it's so, it's so frustrating to watch every single year that they constantly do that, and I just, I can't pick against that scenario happening because I've been burnt time and time and time again with this team, so I'm picking for the Patriots, and if I'm incorrect, well, then I don't get to. I don't have to worry about picking the Patriots because they'll be out of the fucking playoffs <laughs> and out of our lives. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> that awesome Saturday slate. Let's turn to Sunday. Vikings Saints. What do you Vikings got? Saints. We have uh, New Orleans, who it's trying hard to get that first round by, but came up just short thanks to uh, a Lions uh, Lions fuck up. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, still, still a very strong team, and uh, and still ended the season very strong. They were without a quarterback for most of the season. Uh, their starting quarterback, rather, because they had a quarterback. Because Teddy Bridgewater did an amazing job um, keeping the keeping the Saints winning games throughout the throughout the stretch. Um, mm-hmm. Where Minnesota, we just uh, uh, got in the playoffs a couple weeks ago. Really good record as well. Uh, I think they were ten and six. Uh, they yeah they finished ten and six. Ten and they, six, which is awesome. Were, yeah. Um, great, uh, great record, and uh, just behind uh, Seattle was, was Seattle ten and six too. Seattle was ten and six. Yeah, they they, they got yeah. the tiebreaker. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, the Seahawks were eleven and five. My apologies. eleven and five. Okay, my bad. Um. The uh, so still one game behind uh, what a lot of people consider to be one of the best teams um, in the league mm-hmm. uh, that just ended up where it was due to uh, division circumstances. Yeah. So uh, this is also a rematch of the Minneapolis Miracle from a yes, couple seasons ago. Indeed. So I'm sure the Saints fans have a lot to say in that. It is, however, in New Orleans this time, not Minnesota. How do you think that's going to affect how this game turns out? Oh, I, I mean, I think that there is, of course, that you know, that thinking in the back of your head about like about how that all played out. Like, I think the Saints obviously will have some kind of like behind, like they'll have it like kind of tucked away. Like, I think along with their, you know. If they make it to the NFC Championship game, like you know, they're gonna talk about what happened last year against the Rams. Yep. Um, 
you know, I think the Saints fans are going to have to like, hold a grudge against the Vikings team, and it's, it works out for them. The only thing is, like, one of, like, the main people, like, involved in the Minneapolis Miracle is not there. Like, Case Keenum has has been long gone from the Vikings the last few yep. years. So, uh, now it's now it's Kirk Cousins in the big spot, his second playoff appearance all time. Um, for the Saints, I mean, man, I... I I, this this is going to be interesting. And just to turn the page to talking about the units from the defensive side, the Saints defense. I mean, there was I remember there was a, such a long stretch of this Saints defense being so bad in like back at like in 2015, 2016, and things just turned around for them. And they have played so well. Cameron Jordan's a beast. They're doing such a good job, and they're doing a good job against like wide receivers in the secondary. Their their uh, problem is they they can't they they're not playing well against tight ends, and Vikings do have that. So that's like, but that like is literally the only concern I have about the Saints' de- defense. Like they are doing they're really so really solid. well, and and the Vikings team, I, I they, they're they're pretty good too, and and I you don't want to discount that. Like they're they're able to really play well it's a deep unit and i think that certainly the the pass rush could be it could be better but i think it's doing pretty well right now daniel hunter is the the star of this year for the vikings um and i'm gonna forget his name uh but the sec there's someone in the secondary for the vikings who's tied with stefan gilmore and Tredavious white in the interceptions so that's is that, like is that xavier Rhodes or is that someone that's that? no no not xavier Rhodes. it's 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 someone that has not like i i, I apologize I, i'm gonna look it up right now because i want to give them their due but um they this is this is still the vikings defense that we have it, it's not as dominant as we've seen like maybe like it's 2017 iteration but they they're still playing relatively well, and I don't think we should discount them um, in a matchup like this. I think that they can Harrison Smith? really um, not Harrison Smith. No, no. He, he it's oh Anthony Anthony, Anthony Harris. Harris. There, there you go. go. Yeah, very he's very like uh, very under the radar that guy. That so yeah. much so that I forgot who he was. <laughs> um, he he's been with Minnesota for a few years and just hadn't really been like a huge factor for them until like last year he had he played a little like well but he's played really well this year um and so it's he's just now he's getting he he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done in the secondary so i i I think it's gonna be a a game where you have two really good defenses battling it out to see who they could do who could do a better job shutting uh teams down yep and then you have the offense the offenses Who uh, are a, a little bit, little bit of a different story in Minnesota. You have the you have Kirk Cousins who has had a, had a good year, mm-hmm. but there's still the stigma, and it keeps proving itself even when we think it isn't of his mm-hmm. his ability to play in a national spotlight. Yeah, and this pressure is going to really be on him. You also have Dalvin Cook who should be back from an injury. Yes, but again whether if he is back he still is recovering from an injury so he may not be at 100 percent. he's been the like focal point of this offense but if he's yeah. not at 100 percent, that that's going to be a problem thankfully mike boone the fantasy football savior of week 17 championships <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god is uh like is will is a good enough backup but dalvin cook is just so good that it mm-hmm. makes a difference of course, um, you have 
Uh, receivers, Adam Thielen, who's been on and off all year, should be back. He's back. He's been back, right? He he took he was back in week sixteen. He took a rest with the rest of the stars in week seventeen. Yeah. So he should be back for this game. Yeah, so Thielen should be back. Dig Dig should be good. Um, where the you have the like the two like Minnesota receivers who are really good, but can Cousins do enough to support them? Is going to be the big right. question in this game. Absolutely. Meanwhile, on New Orleans side, you have the all-time reception leader in a single season, in Michael Thomas. And you have the uh, is is Drew Brees still the passing touchdown leader, or did Brady, Brady pass him? Probably not. Uh, he knows. Yeah, New York. Drew Brees is still in the lead on that front. Okay, so you have the uh, not that it matters this season, but Drew Brees, who has thrown the most passing touchdowns of all time, um, and then who was uh, out early in the season due to an injury now is back and is playing as you expect Drew Brees to play and mm-hmm. has like and isn't doesn't have the same like end of season fatigue that he does cuz he hasn't been playing all season. Right. Right. So, um you also have Alvin Kamara who hasn't been doing a lot, but I I kind of wonder if that's a if that's a product of trying to get Michael Thomas to the reception lead. Um or if Kamara's just not been as good. You have Jared Cook who's been really good tight end you don't have many receivers beyond that um you also have latavius murray in the running game who has shown up in in a lot of good moments so i think the with how how good the defenses can be against each other i think the the saints just have the better offensive pieces i i i tend to agree and i think that it's it it's gonna be really tough on the vikings uh to to really slow down them i i think it's gonna it'll be tough i think it's gonna be closer than some people think but my pick is with the saints i just i believe in them too much they should have they should have been the team that has the buy not the packers but that's just tiebreakers happen can't yep. really do much about that but i i believe in the saints i think they take care of business in this matchup and i i i really think that the i think the defense is going to be what really is going to stand out even more so than the offense because I, I, I think that they, they're going to be able to take advantage of the Vikings' defense a little bit more than I think the Vikings' offense will take advantage of, like, the... Uh, or, um, or, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I, think, I think the Saints' offense will have a harder time really showing up with the Vikings' defense playing as well as it is, but I think that the Saints' defense will really shut down Vikings' offense. That, that I, I absolutely think will, agree with that. Will be the, I think that will be the, sh- the, the showcase on that yeah, front. Yeah, I... I have to go Saints too. I'm yeah. so high on this team, um, and I and I think that Drew Brees is is hungry for that other Super Bowl reign before he retires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I it, this is this is like if I had to pick a team that I think will go all the way from Wild Card Weekend, it's gonna be the Saints. Like, oh, they, absolutely. Yeah, like it just they they are the team that has shown the most. That they that they can go on a run and they've they've done so they they I mean they, it's it's kind of crazy and we we we'll on to the next game in a second but it's kind of crazy thinking about Teddy Bridgewater how he came in and he not not necessarily carried the team but he was he took over and things did not stop for the Saints they continued to play really really well yeah and it's just it is just amazing to me that they were that they were able to go undefeated 
with with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Like they were not able, they they continued to play well, and that just goes to show how. And Alvin Kamara was you know out for I think a few games too. Like it just it's so amazing how the Saints team, as deep as it is, is able to overcome that kind of adversity over the season. So they they're they're really there. It's something to be said about that. Um, all right. And last but not least, the Seahawks and the Eagles in the 4 o'clock slate uh, on Fox. Uh, this is a game of teams that are completely beat up, that have a lot of injuries across the board. It is amazing to see that, I mean, that that the Eagles were able to, with almost no wide receivers, with Zach Gertz going out probably for the rest of the year. It is amazing to see that this Eagles team is at its point, and a lot of it comes from Carson Wentz, which we'll cut to the offenses in a second. For the Seahawks, they had a lot higher expectations earlier in the year, especially after beating the Niners, and things have kind of gone downhill for them a little bit, but they are still competitive. They're still, they still have Russell Wilson playing out of his mind, uh, and they, they are still a force to be reckoned with. What do you think about the offenses in this matchup? So, like you said, a lot of beat up. Uh, the Eagles have no receivers. I think Greg Ward is their number one right now. Yeah. Um, they have, they had the best, like, tight end duo in football with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, but now it's just Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Which, you can do a lot worse in terms of backup tight ends. But with all the receivers gone, you really need both of them. Um, and then their running game is Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. Um, and it's really been more, despite Miles Sanders kind of like being the quote unquote one, Boston Scott has really started to take over. Um, and then, uh, and then Carson Wentz, who has been playing really well despite circumstances, finally gets a chance to play in the playoffs, and not watch Nick Foles do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, uh-huh. And then on Seattle side, you have Russell Wilson, who at one point was uh, probably the MVP frontrunner at the start of the season until Lamar Jackson happened, um, who hasn't ha- also hasn't played as well as he could. You have uh, a pretty good receiving core in uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, um, David Moore every once in a while. Um, but running back... You lost Rashad Penny, who was your backup earlier in the year, and then you lose Chris Carson and your other backup to injury in Week 16, and it looks bleak. Mm-hmm. Bleak is the best word I can I can describe that because Carson was playing extremely well this season, and now is just out with injury. So right. they bring back Beast Mode Marshawn Lynch um, to kind of kind of help them out. We'll see what kind of impact that has in the. Uh, in the postseason, at least he has some chemistry with Wilson, but it's definitely a different situation than uh, than the Seahawks were expecting. I, and I think what's been able to kind of like help them at least a little bit, you know, the Seahawks defense has done relatively well this year. Uh, you know, they they're not playing like out of their minds, but. It, I mean, David Clowney was a great addition for them. They, they, and when he's been on the field, he's been able to get the job done. So, I, I, I mean, I think that the pass rush, uh, is there. Like, okay, it could definitely play a huge impact. Uh, but they, they've also had games where they've given up a lot of points, and so that, that's, 
it's a there is some concern still standing i think for for me uh, on the seahawks on defensively because i think that they have not completely shut down teams uh yet and like that that and anything could happen where they i i think that they they might like fall apart in a shootout situation like that's where i feel like there would be concerns and on the other side of it though the the eagles defense has been another saving grace for them uh while their secondary has not been good and has not been good for a little while uh it's what has saved them is the pass rush and is the it is the run defense like they they are able to really they have a bunch of guys up front that haven't really been able to to stop progress as much as they can uh, but, you know, will that be enough to stop Russell Wilson? And we've seen this matchup before. We saw it in in, in a few weeks ago. I think it was like week 11 or something along those lines. It, something so, like that. Uh, and the Seahawks took, you know, took the Eagles down uh, pretty handily, actually. So will the Eagles be able to bounce, take what they've learned from that matchup and kind of carry it over into this one? That's uh, a big question here. Um, so fun fact: Pete Carroll has never lost to the Eagles. Really interesting. Five and zero since 2010, since he took over. Yeah, and I remember the As Seahawks coach. That Super Bowl run that they went on. One of their uh, one of their losses that they had was the, to the Seahawks in the uh, in like the last few weeks of the season. So yep. yeah, it's that that that's a, that's an interesting thing. Something to keep in mind. That doesn't uh, affect my decision, but of course. I'm still going to pick the Seahawks. Okay. Just because I really trust I really trust Russell Wilson, despite the team's injuries, and I tr- and I trust the Seahawks defense to take care of the very injury riddled yeah. uh, Eagles offense. Yeah. It was it, kind of like yeah. a like a with with the with the number five seed. It was kind of like a uh, like a consolation almost. Like it's okay. You didn't you didn't get the one seed. Or the bye, but you still get to face the NFC East. Right. Right. And that's kind I, of how I felt about uh, about this matchup for a while, and I still do. Yeah. The the Eagles have been on a, a win streak, uh, but that was against the NFC East. So yep. it's – and I, I just think the Seahawks, they've played so well, you know, competitively with the Niners and – uh, I know the Niners just have are generally always in close games, but I, uh, with the exception against the Packers, yeah. you know, we'll talk about that next week, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I am just of the mindset that the Seahawks are they're they're much they're more healthy than the Eagles are, and I just think that they they have, know what it takes in this game to really get through it and i think that they'll, they've done it before earlier in the year i think they'll do it again now i think it'll be close i think that the eagles are they're going to be competitive and carson wentz has put this team on his back and i think they're going to he'll he'll keep things in the mix but i i think the seahawks ultimately i i put too much trust in them to not pick them here so i'm, I'm gonna go with them as well okay um, so we're stout on our nfc and then we are very different on our afc yes uh, you have faith in the AFC South. I have my faith in the AFC East. That's just, yeah. that's, that's how it goes. There you go. Um, on that. But I, yeah, I think it's going to be, is going to be a amazing run. I, I am, I am very excited to see how the playoffs end up unfolding. And do you want to well, do our yeah, quick? Yeah. I was, well, I was going to say before we go, let's, let's do the, we're going to do, uh, just our quick, 
what do you think how they with our with our picks how we think the rest of the playoffs are going to play out you go first okay so with mine the matchups would be baltimore tennessee kansas city houston new orleans green bay and san francisco seattle out of that my victors are baltimore kansas city new orleans and san francisco okay and what about championship so that would uh, that would mean a championship of Baltimore and Kansas City and New Orleans and San Francisco, and I'm gonna go Baltimore New Orleans. Okay. As the winners with the Super Bowl, uh, with Baltimore taking over and defeating New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Okay. I am, um, I am so high on the Ravens this year. <laughs> of course, yeah. I I look at this. Uh, I think we're we're on as much different as the wild card went. I do, I I do have a a prediction of that's very similar to yours. I think the winners are going to be the same out of the visual round. I I did pick the the Ravens over the Bills, and I I probably it'll change next week if it comes to yes. this. But I will pick right Zero. now the Chiefs over the Patriots, and then the Saints over the Saints over the Packers, and then Niners over the Seahawks. Yeah. Um. And then championship game, I also agree. I think the Ravens and Saints would win those respective games. Uh, but in the Super Bowl, I do think that as good as the Ravens are, I think that the Saints and Drew Brees, he gets one last ring uh, to put on his Hall of Fame resume. Uh, and uh, I, think, I think we said like pretty much the same things in our, yes. in our Week 10. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. I. What you know? What it, it's okay. We we had. We are now. We're now able to spell it out even more because now we know the playoff matchups. Yep. <laughs> so Saints, I I think we'll take care of business, and that would be the first wild card team to win. I want to say since since the Giants. Uh no. I I think the I think the Ravens in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Really. Uh, I will I will double check on that, but I believe okay. I believe so. Oh, it, you might it, be right. Either either that or it's going to be the or or, or it, you're probably right. It's probably the Giants. But uh, give me one second. I'm going to double check it. Uh, yeah, no, the Raven the Ravens played on Wild Card Weekend. So okay, but they weren't they weren't a Wild Card team. Not, neither are the Saints. But that's what I mean. Yeah, it would be the first right. team that played in a Since Wild, wild card, card Weekend. The Giants what, the Giants weekend. were a true Wild Card. Yes, that yeah. that would be the first time since uh, 2006. Seven, I want to say, because the Giants were Giants host were division winners in 2011. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, no, the Packers. It was the pa- the Packers. Oh yeah. Yep. They were the they were the, the Bears six seed. won that division that year. Yeah. The Packers <sighs> were the memories. six seed, and then Green Bay went on the run. Yeah. So yep. there you go. Sure um. All right. We will be back next week with more with with the divisional round. Uh, with more coaching change news, uh, and uh, and yeah, that that basically kind of covers all that. And maybe and maybe if another, you know, we'll go back to our fun segments. We'll we'll, we'll pick from the crop of what we've done uh, this season. Um, all right. And with that being said, see you next week. Good night and good ball. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods.